to the Calorie Deficit University podcast. My name is Alexis. Um, I'm the show's host and creator and all that is um, the Calorie Deficit University podcast community. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying this episode's going to be awesome. It's going to be long. It's going to be packed with some really good information. I'm going to try and keep it, like I promise, in layman's terms as possible. Um, keep it really digestible and all of those things because that's what I'm here to do. Um, simplify just all the bullshit of fitness and health and wellness. Um, it's going to be an awesome episode. Worked on it Um hard preparing for it. So not really hard, but you know, I I don't know. I'm talking from my couch today. Um, thank you to all the lovely kind messages for, um, the people that reached out, um, asking me about, um, like myself and if I'm good, if I'm okay. Uh, last week I didn't post a episode, um, because we got shocking news. Um, and I love, honestly love being transparent on the internet. I think it's the most bizarre, obscure, weirdest thing that um, my generation has been able to experience. But my husband was laid off unexpectedly um, without severance or anything like that. They cut a very, very, very significant part of our um, company. We work for the same company and um, it's been very shocking. It's been very hard. And so thank you. Thank you for the the kind messages, everyone who's reached out. Um, sometimes the world kicks you while you're down, but I'm never um, going to just stop, you know, creating and, and um, giving you guys the content that you want, the content that you need. And um, so, yeah, thank you. So let's, let's get right into it. Um, uh, the reason I'm doing this episode uh, today is because a lot of people over the past month or so have been messaging me saying, okay, like I get calorie deficit now. I've been doing it. I've lost some fat. Like I get it, love it, all those things. But like, how do I train? How do I like build muscle? How, what do I do? So we're going to walk through a fuck ton of stuff just like training um, basics. And there's actually, I always recommend to my clients that they start out with um, starting strength um, textbook. It was well, not really, t- I mean, it's teeny tiny, but um, it's just barbell strength training and conditioning. Now it's definitely like drink the Kool-Aid on barbell stuff. And I, I um, Mark Ripto is like amazing, love him, obsessed with him, but he's definitely like um, cultish when it comes to barbell only. It's very dogmatic, which is a great place to start when you have no baseline of strength training. Um, because I, per- I, I do agree with him. I, I believe that like the barbell um, strength training type of exercises and, and programs are a fantastic way to build strength. If you are a novice, which is like a a brand new lifter. Um, but as you start to become advanced, the, you have to step away from the barbell and that's my professional opinion. Um, step away by, and what I mean by that is add in other training nuances to be able to continue not only like enjoying exercise, but continuing muscle growth. Um, so 
I'm going to try and speak to both novices um, and advanced groups uh, today, which is a challenge um, because I've had both types of people message me um, about the different nuances um, of training and how they should go about that and how to succeed and all those sorts of things. And then um, if we have enough time, I might do a little like a QEA, like rapid fire question um, at, at the end, just because I get a lot, a lot of questions and some of them have been really interesting and I don't really have the time to answer them on a text forum. So I thought that this would be a great place to kind of dump those answers here um, and uh, can, can you know, put relay that information and, and point people in the direction to get their answers. So um, let's start off with some kind of disclaimers and a little bit of information like we normally do. Um, ultimately exercise doesn't make you lose weight, um, but it does help you. So that's a common misconception. A lot of people think exercise is what makes you lose weight. And so they'll go for 90 minutes, cardio, hardcore. I see that a lot with women. They're like, I got to lose weight. I got to lose fat. I, I'm going to go work out, work out, work out as hard as I can. That does not help you. And we've, we've established that here, at the calorie deficit university, um, only a calorie deficit is going to make you lose fat. Um, but exercise does help you. Okay. And so there's two main facts here. The more lean muscle mass that you have, the more calories you burn at rest. So like your basal metabolic rate, um, your BMR goes up. So when you're just existing in bed, the more muscle that you have, the more you burn, the more you need to exist, right? And so that's why men who are genetically predisposed to having more lean muscle mass can eat more or they need to eat more to maintain the lean muscle mass that they have. Um, it's just like that genetic predisposition. And then some women are more genetically predis predisposed to having more lean muscle mass, but you can always build more lean muscle mass. And there's debate that you'll get to uh, your, your cap no average person is going to get to their cap of how much lean muscle mass they can get. Um, but yeah, so that is a huge thing of training. Um, and there's a difference between training and exercise, right? Okay. Exercise is just moving your body, um, in, in a specific way, cardio, like those kind of things, riding a bike, like running, um, but then training, you can implement, even exercise you can do with, with weights as well. But training is a specific program with a sp specific goal um, that you track and, and maintain and grow over time. So you can do that in running and biking as well. Um, but today we're specifically going to talk about training. So in order to build more and lean muscle mass, you need to train in a very specific way um, to grow those muscles that will ultimately help you get the body that you want, the physique that you want, and and aid you in losing that excess body fat, okay? Uh, in addition to that, the more daily movement that you do, so raising your TDEE, total daily energy expenditure, um, again, it requires more calories for your body to just exist. So that's where our steady state cardio comes in. That's not only going to um, help you because you need more calories to exist, um, but that's um, going to help your heart health um, and overall, like, honestly, mental health. Um, and specifically, and when, so when I say like needs more calories to exist, 
the the reason we want to do those things is is very hard to reduce your calories um, for a lot of people because you're used to eating a certain amount, a certain types of food. And so for some people, it's much more beneficial to increase your daily exercise, um, increase your volume of training and adjust there instead of nitpicking another 200 calories or nitpicking some like, you know, another 250 calories, um, and, and really being too restrictive with your diet. And so this is where we'll, we'll get into in the episode of some issues that people can run into with, um, calorie deficit and training as well. So where do people go wrong? They go way too hard, way too fast, and they get burnout and they can't sustain it. I see this time and time again. People are like, okay, I'm pumped up. I need to lose 10 pounds in 30 days. Like, I'm going to go, 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 go. And then they really can't sustain it because your body can't thrive under those adaptive conditions. Your body can't recover. Um, And so they just fuck it up from the very beginning and then they hate the gym and they think that the gym sucks um, when they really never gave uh, training in the gym a real chance. Another place where people go wrong is they eat way too little and go way too hard in the gym and they can't recover. I've been a victim of that, um, especially being coming from a place of being an athlete. Um, You think the harder uh, is the better. I very, very, very convinced and have data to support this that most people um, with the right diet can achieve the the body composition that they're looking for with just 45 minutes of uh, specific weightlifting, like resistance training um, daily. You do not have to be in the gym for 90 minutes a day going as hard and as fast as you can. Um, that is reserved for a very specific type of goal and type of person. And usually someone trying to do a competition prep, like just reserved for not the average person. So please be patient with yourself. Give yourself a little bit of grace and time and don't try and bust it out in the gym um, because your body will very quickly tell you to stop uh, because it can't keep up. It can't recover. And recovery is a very, very, very large part of finding success in training in the gym. Uh, The last thing that I see that people really go wrong in is they're extremely impatient. I've talked about this time and time again on the podcast, this is a life change. This is a forever change. If these movements that you dedicate, you know, promise yourself to do are things that you cannot do day in and day out for the rest of your life, you're going to fail. So recreating a new life, a new baseline is, is really the mindset you have to go into with the, into the gym. Um, now the, the one nuance of that is you do need to push yourself. You know, you do need to be uncomfortable to succeed, to grow, to adapt. Um, that's the whole point of adapting and growing muscle is muscles only going to grow under, harsh conditions under, you know, the, the whole point of the gym is to do something challenging. Um, but in the same time, if you hate it, um, then you're never going to be able to maintain it. I will tell you something as a fitness professional, I fucking hate barbell back squats. I can't do them. I hate them so fucking much. They're so painful. They hurt my central nervous system. I have the worst time recovering. And I've talked to probably at least six very, very, very esteemed um, strength and conditioning professionals. And they're all like, yeah, I 
you do everything right, but if your body doesn't like them, don't do them. And I agree with that. If you don't feel good about doing them, there are always alternative exercises that you can do to get the same results that you're looking for. And so I haven't done a barbell back squat in almost a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. And I feel fucking awesome. What do I do instead? I love a hack squat. I love Bulgarian split squats. Even some fucking weighted lunges are great. Um, and doing like a leg press. It's taking the direct impact of the barbell um, off of the the top of my spine. And I my assumption is that I've, I do have some curvature, some scoliosis, and I, I think it's just my body doesn't like it. Um, but I can do so much more weight on all of those other exercises than I can do on the barbell back squat. Um, so like who gives a shit? I'm not competing. I don't have to show, I don't need to barbell back squat to exist. So why would I do it? And so I think if you take that approach to your training, um, you're you're going to find so much more success. Now, I, I didn't say, oh, I didn't like it. Fuck the gym. I didn't say, oh, I didn't like it. I'm never going to do leg day. I said, oh, I don't like this. I should find an alternative exercise that I can tolerate and maybe enjoy that still pushes me and um, that's still quite challenging. And I would argue that when done correctly, um, a hack squat and even Bulgarian split squats are, are much technically harder um, than just a barbell back squat. But that's just my <clears throat> my little two cents, um, which if you're listening is why you're here. Um, I really want to talk about as we're like on the setting a realistic expectation for yourself and, and you really need to set a realistic expect training goal for yourself. Um, really that's the first place to start. We kind of talked about it on a previous episode, but, um, body re recomposition is usually the goal for most. You want to lose body fat, grow muscle, right? So we're growing muscle and losing fat. So you're doing a negative and a positive at the same time, a, a decreasing and increasing at the same time. It's very challenging. Can you do both at the same time? It's like a very highly debated topic. Um, but I would just say my answer is for the regular gen pop person. Um, no, it, it's really not possible. It's not possible for you to maintain your crazy busy life and also um, do increasing and decreasing. I've only ever seen success of body recomposition for people that truly have the time, um, dedication um, to doing that. And usually it's um, with people who are in composite, like um, competitions, like bikini comp and, and things like that, where it's their lifestyle. Um, or they have some just like very specific uh, mental space and that they can create the time and energy for that. So I've seen it a lot of times in like um, veterans and, and ex-military and things like that. Um, but why? Like, again, I said, I'm going to put the science in layman's terms. So muscle protein synthesis is reduced when you're eating in a calorie deficit. So in order to gain muscle at the most optimal rate, you need calories. Um, and more importantly, you need protein. Um, so making 
when you're in a calorie deficit, it makes it very hard to gain muscle um, while you're trying to lose fat. Basically, you're not going to have as much total fuel to drive that hard training and optimal recovery. So you're going to just feel like fucking dog shit. And most people can't get past that um, to do both at the same time. I can't get past that. My body literally starts to break down. (laughs) My sleep goes to shit, the whole thing. So you're much better um, to take on one thing at one time. So you're just making it harder on yourself when you're trying to do both at the same time. And ultimately, nutrition is what's going to fuel your training sessions. So you need to eat higher protein um, to have more appropriate muscle recovery. You really need to have a good um, like glycogen store. Um, so eating significant amount of carbs um, to feel your best, to be able to grow at a very steady pace. And that is what I recommend for novice lifters because you have that going for you, that you're new to training. So your body's going to want to adapt quickly and grow quickly. And so if you couple that with the right nutrition that supports that eating, maybe even not in a surplus, but just eating at maintenance, um, you will find great muscle success, um, really get a lot of strength, a lot of muscle quite quickly, um, have great recovery, feel really good, feel really strong. Um, And then once you go through that phase, you can focus on fat loss and you'll reveal all of your beautiful, fantastic hard work that you did. Um, So that's my recommendation, right? Like why is, what is my recommended way to, to recomp um, is to build a significant amount of muscle first and then lose the body fat. It's much more rewarding, um, but indeed it does take longer. It is not as immediately gratifying um, as losing 10 pounds of fat first. Um, it It's takes a lot of mental um, adjustments. If you're coming from like a, a diet, dieting perspective. Um, and so it does take much longer. And so you do need to prepare yourself for that. But like I've said, again, this is a life change. This is a new baseline change. Um, and I think ultimately you'll find happier success if you approach it that way instead. Um, again, that's my recommendation. But if you want to lose fat first, go for it. I have that episode that's like literally probably my most popular episode of my gift to you, 30 days um, to losing the fat that you want to lose. Uh, check that out. Do that first and then come back to this episode and and do muscle building next. <laughs> Whatever you want, right? It, at the end of the day. Um, so let's, let's talk about training. Many people don't even know where to begin. And that's where I've got the most of my messages of like, where do I start? Where do I start? Um, well, I would say if you're starting from a place of hating the gym, never even like training before, never playing a sport, nothing, and you really would rather lose fat than build muscle or just even mentally get yourself to a gym, I would recommend walking on um, the treadmill for a moderate pace from 30 minutes to an hour every day. Um, steady state cardio walking um, is is really really, really, really good for you. Good for your joints, good for your health, good for your mental health, good for your heart. Um, It is something that everyone should be doing as a baseline, as a part of their lifestyle, especially if you're a a sedentary person, which most of the United States uh, individuals are. Um, And then take the time while you're on that treadmill, learn about training, do like Google searches, um, absorb lots of information about training um, until you're ready to get into that muscle building stage. I think that's the best way to learn. 
because the the fitness community is loud. Everyone has lots of different opinions. And most people who are the, the loudest are people who've never experienced obesity and have come from a place of always being uh, healthy, being fit, um, and not really having to struggle with obesity, having to struggle with losing weight. Um, and they really don't understand the different nuances of it because they've never experienced it. So that's like what this forum is for, what this place is for coming from a person and a perspective of both sides. I was an athlete. I was 40 pounds overweight, obese, lost that, got back into training. Like that's where this content is is from, is coming from a place of understanding that mentality and understanding those struggles um, and how to overcome those and really set your, your entire life up for success. Um, so that would be my recommendation. But if you want to build muscle first and take my recommendation, then here we go. So let's talk about just like the basics, just like the 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 fundamental teeny tiny building blocks um, to start with. I see time and time again, people just like fuck it up in the gym. I even look at people who have a really good physique um, and like they fuck it up. And I just, uh, it makes me really angry sometimes because then I know that they're going out there and they're like doing little videos and they're posting that shit online and they're like, do this exercise and you'll get this, like do this ab crunch and you'll have a six pack. And there's just so much false fake shit out there. So hopefully these little building blocks will help. First thing I want to start off by talking about, um, cause it's really, really important in every single exercise, um, like movement that you're going to do, uh, when training, um, is your form. It is so is much, much, much better to focus on your form, um, than the amount of weight you're pushing. Go fucking slow. So this is where like sciency, I don't think it's worth to like get into talking about hypertrophy and BBDBB. Regular ass people just focus on your form, go slow, do lower weight and go slow. It's much better for your joints. It's much safer. This will help you build more muscle than doing little fucking shit reps with a fuck ton of weight that you're only risking injury for. Okay. I, no one cares. No one gives a fucking shit about how much weight you lift in the gym. Okay. No one's watching you. No one's judging you. No one's looking at you. Probably except for me because I'm worried that you're going to fucking kill yourself under a million bits of weight. Okay. That you're going to hurt yourself, injure yourself. Please, 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 please focus on your form. If something doesn't feel right, back off the weight, go slow, watch yourself, take some videos of yourself and figure out, okay, does this look right? Does this feel right? Everyone's um, anatomy is so different. That form really does need to be adjusted to everyone's anatomy um, to feel right and for optimal performance. And so go slow, start to learn your body, start to learn your movement patterns and, and go from there. And at the same time though, you have to learn how to train hard and push yourself to failure. So this is where like these nuances, right? Of like, okay, I need to go slow, make sure I'm not lifting so heavy that I'm going to like hurt myself. Um, but then at the same time, you want to train hard, push yourself and, and go to near failure. I will say, uh, 90% of gym goers don't actually 
push themselves hard from a training perspective. Um, you might get your heart rate up, you might sweat and be like, oh, this is so hard. Um, but your muscles are nowhere near uh, to the point of where they need to be in order to actually build muscle um, because your body doesn't want you to be in danger, doesn't want you to um, have to adapt. Um, it wants to be comfortable. So it's going to send receptors constantly that tell you, this is hard. This is hard. You should stop. Um, but most people have never even trained to failure. Um, training to failure can be dangerous if you know how to train to failure. Um, so I like to say train to near failure. So what that means and we'll get into the nuances of reps and sets and all that kind of bullshit. But at the end, near the end of one exercise, so say you're doing squats, hack squats or something like that, the last set, so if you're doing like three sets of 10, the last set, the last few reps, so maybe like the last four reps need to be so fucking hard that like you're screaming, crying, throwing up. Um, that's in order to build good muscle. Okay. But again, a nuance, you don't have to do that every single time of your training. You just need to be doing that kind of regularly in order to see some good growth. Hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, please message me. I will clarify further. Uh, just push yourself um, and and time it well. Don't push yourself every single week back to back to back to back to back, um, but push yourself for three weeks and then take a week where you kind of back off a little bit and see how that goes, okay? Really start to learn your body. Like I said, learn your movement patterns, learn your recovery patterns, really start to pay attention to how your body responds to different exercises and you need to. We're going, I love when things like go so smooth in the podcast, vlog and track your progress, okay? So as you start to learn your body, you need to learn like, okay, this fucking exercise really sucked and I it took me a week to recover, okay? You need to take notes of those things. Track your volume, track the weight that you're using. Say, okay, I did you know, a leg day and I did squats and then I did Bulgarian split squats and I did lunges and I did three sets of 12 at 15 pounds on each arm. You need to be tracking these things. Um, first of all, in order to like congratulate yourself and look at the progress that you make over time. But if you track yourself and you realize, oh my gosh, for the past three weeks, I've been stuck at squatting 200 pounds and I can't grow any further. That's a place to dig in dig in and find out. Why can't you grow? What's happening? Why can't you recover? What's happening? And we can work on those things and find a good answer to those nuances when you start to plateau. But if you'd never track, then you're really never going to see progress. It's the same thing with your calorie intake. If you're not tracking, you're not aware of what you're actually doing. And it's very hard to hold yourself accountable to what you're doing in the gym, just like holding yourself accountable to what you're putting your putting in your body, putting in your mouth. Um, let's talk about like rest, rest periods. Um, you actually should like pay attention to your time and, and your rest that you're taking, like track your rest while you're working out. Um, like just like with your watch or the, like a clock on the wall or something like that. But rest is really all up to, I, I like to say, at least uh, uh, debated, but rest is really up to you and the time that you have, um, to get in the gym. This is like a nuanced, very advanced, um, discussion. Like if you're doing a specific type of training, say like you want to focus more just on traditional, like Olympic, lifts, then yeah, you're going to take a rest from like one to four minutes in between your set in between your lifts, depending on 
how heavy you're lifting and those sorts of things. Um, but for most people, that's not reasonable because that's going to push you into a 90 minute training session in the gym. Um, for most people, they have about 45 minutes to, to get in, get out, right? Um, that means you, maybe you're taking 30 second rests or maybe a minute rest and that's all that you can do, but you need to track it because it's very easy to rest more than you actually train. Um, again, super nuanced like nuance, like very focused training point. Um, but do just pay attention because it's very easy to get lazy and lax and, and be on your phone and, and those sorts of things. Um, when you really should just like focus on the training and then get out. Um, the next thing, like I said, along with tracking, paying attention, follow a program. Um, even if you feel like you don't know what you're doing or you don't, like even know what you're writing. It's better to follow something than randomly just do shit. Um, create something simple that you can build on and maintain um, and tolerate for at least like six to eight weeks that you can continue to grow and build on top of. That's much better. Even if it's just like, okay, I'm going to squat on Mondays. I'm going to like bench press on Tuesdays. I'm going to deadlift on Wednesdays and I'm going to walk on Thursdays, Fridays, rest. Like even something as simple as that that you can build on is much better than just like randomly going into the gym and doing like bullshit for 45 minutes and, and leaving. That's not, that's exercise. That's not training. That's not working towards a goal. It's not building anything, um, not building any muscle at all. Um, and then the last point before we get into like what to actually do when you walk into the doors of the gym, um, is separating your cardio. So separating like your steady state cardio, um, and even like cardio, if you enjoy running, if you enjoy, and what cardio is, is just getting your heart rate above a certain, um, rate for your, uh, age and stuff. But, you can do all those things. You can do your Zumba class, whatever you enjoy. As long as you're moving your body, I'm happy. Um, but separate it. Don't do it before you weight train. Um, either do it like hours before. So like in the early morning and then you're going to train in the evening or you're going to walk in the morning, train in the evening, um, or you're going to train and then do it the cardio right after. Um, you want to do the hardest, heaviest thing the most like recovered and ready, um, and cardio after that, I really recommend you do your training and then your steady state cardio walking after, whether that's like right after or in the evening, um, just again, for optimal recovery, optimal training, safety, and success. Okay. Now the meat, the juice, we're 30 minutes in and we're, we're getting to the sustenance of what you probably are listening to this podcast for. What do I do when I get into the gym? Um, this is the simplest part. This is probably the easiest part compared to all the other nuances that I talked about before this. Um, warm up. Let's talk about it. Uh, it's a very, again, debated bullshit. Um, all specific warmups are dumb. Uh, that's my opinion. But all you really need to do is walk on the treadmill until you feel literally warm and that you have blood moving. Um, and then ideally you just put warm up sets into your first exercise that you're going to do. So like you practice to play a game by playing the game at a reduced level. You don't do weird ass stretches or bullshit, uh, in order to get ready for a game. You like, uh, just not 
not what happens. So um, what you will do, like what's a warm up set? Basically, you're going to do the movement of like, say, again, squat um, with little to no weight for a few sets before you get into what's called like your working set, your working weight. So ideally, it would look like this. So say you're it's leg day, you're going to do a squat um, and you're working set your, with your working weight, again, say it's like 200 pounds and you're going to do three sets of 10 of 200. So what you want to do is you want to prepare to get up to that. And everyone is different of what their warm up should be. Some people need a bigger warm up than others. Um, especially like if you're new to training, you might need more warm up, um, than people who have been training for a long, long time usually need less warm up sets. Um, so what you're going to do is, like start with no weight on the bar for like 10 and then you add a little bit more weight and then you do eight reps and then you add a little bit more weight and you do five reps and you add a little bit more weight and you do three reps and then usually you should be ready to go for your working weight of three sets of like 10 reps at 200 pounds. Um, what you're doing is you're mentally preparing your body uh, to get ready for the big the big lift, the big weight. It's also, you can practice your breathing. You can practice your bracing. You can address any pain points. If you're like, wow, I'm on the second warm up, and my knees fucking hurt. Okay. And maybe I need to go like address something with my knees or my mobility before I get into putting a 200 fucking pounds on my back. Okay. That is the safest environment to prepare your body for a warm up. Um, please like don't do weird ass bullshit before you, you warm up. I, I, there are some tests that I can, that you can do. So big one, um, especially for squat, any type of squatting, it's like, okay, I, I'm warming up a little bit. I, I feel like I warm, I'm warm, I'm ready. I'm going to test and see like, how comfortable are my ankles? Roll your ankles around, go knees over toes, see, okay, my mobile, I'm stretched. Like I'm, I'm warm, I'm ready. I'm not going to fucking die under this weight once I go down. Um, so yeah, warming up is actually very important if to, to maintaining a good, uh, exercise, a good lift. So there's now like talking about, um, after you warm up, um, ideally you want to, when training, do your heaviest exercises first. So usually like the compound exercises. So that's going to be like your bench press, your deadlift, um, anything like with the barbell, that's really like almost a whole body movement squat, um, like barbell back squat, things like that. Um, you want to, prioritize those at the beginning of your training do those first. Why? It's just logic. You just have the most energy to do them um, at the beginning and it's the safest. Um, you don't want to be doing a compound lift at the end of an exercise when you're totally gassed and you can't focus on form and you can't do the highly technical exercise um, and you fail out and hurt yourself. So like, for example, what that might look like is you do your leg day, you're doing your squat, you do three warm up sets, you do like your no weight, blah, 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 what we just talked about. And then you get into your working sets and little sciencey chit chat. Ideally, when you're doing your working sets, you want to do three to four sets of eight to 12 reps. That's like the sweet spot, the money spot. Um, the sciencey chit chat about reps is just stay in eight to 12 
It, we don't need to get into the weird bullshit of, oh, what about 15 reps? And what about if I do three reps at a high weight? That is so advanced. Like, and if you're there and you've only been training for a year, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just calm down, keep it simple. And like, just three to four sets of eight to 12 reps, money, sweet spot, you're fine. That That's it. That's all you need to do. Don't worry about the rest. Um, and then after you do those heavy lifts, so say you do like your squat, then you can do some accessory stuff after, right? So that means anything that's not so complex that you're like, you need to have all your focus, all your things. So a good accessory exercise that's after is like a Bulgarian split squat. How, why is that different from a back squat? Well, back squat is much harder um, and much more dangerous to fail out of than just dropping weights by your side um, than as a Bulgarian split squat. So it's much less technical as well um, and doesn't require such a setup and all those sorts of things. It's also using very smaller muscle groups than the squat. Um, an accessory is basically focusing primarily on a smaller muscle group. Um, then the larger compound lift is a whole body movement. Technically a squat is a whole, whole entire body movement. If you're bracing, you know, you're squeezing your upper back. Um, you are, like I said, bracing your core, you're using it, your glutes, quads, the whole shebang. Um, okay. Let's talk about uh, a basic split to start with. I don't know why I get so like stressed about talking about splits. Um, I just do because everyone fucking argues. It's all preference. I like, I literally put in my notes, blah, 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 because that's what it is. Some people are like, I do a push pull. I do a three day split with a two days in China. It's like, what, who gives a shit? Who gives a fucking shit? If you like what you do in the in the gym and you're actually training and you're building muscle, good. Like, good God. I just think that, again, going back to the rhetoric of people who've never actually struggled with obesity, never struggled with like not being athletic um, and things like that, they just like get so obsessed. They're like, oh, I've got my cream of rice and my, uh, my and my you know just my rice and my sweet potatoes and like that's my thing and like no it's not you're crying on the inside I guarantee um so yeah do what you enjoy do movements that you like make a program for you that you can actually sustainably do for a long ass time um basically like for eight weeks if you can't do it for eight weeks you aren't going to be able to do it and you aren't going to grow so like do something that you can actually fucking tolerate and enjoy. So here's like my my split, my personal preference. Um, like I said, keep it simple, stupid. Do the do the main lift and then three exercises after. Okay, accessory exercises after, and that's a lot. Okay, that's a lot of volume. If you're doing it right, so that's too much volume. Do two accessory exercises after. So if that's too much volume, do one accessory exercise after. What I mean by too much volume is, holy fuck, you can't recover. That's too much volume. And what is, holy fuck, I can't recover? If you can't go to the gym the next day. Now, if you're just starting out, the first three weeks are probably going to feel like that. And you're going to have to push through a little bit. Um, but you will start to get in a good adaptive routine and optimal recovery as you 
to hone in your nutrition and, and your body starts to get normalized to your gym routine. So this is my personal preference of a split. Uh, one day, doesn't matter when, but I do it in this order. So like Monday, Sunday, it doesn't matter. Just like in this order of whatever day you start is the day of the order. So I have an active rest day in there. Um, this numbering, you could also do like legs here again um, for advanced peeps if you wanted to hit legs three times a week instead of two times a week. Um, but what is an active rest day? So that's a day where you're not just sitting on the couch for the whole last day because that's going to also fuck up your recovery. Uh, you need movement and blood to get to your joints in order to have good recovery. That's just going on a walk. That's maybe doing yoga, stretching, movement, something else um, to keep your body move moving, but you're not doing heavy resistance. You're not doing anything like that. You're actually giving your body a chance to take a breath um, to recover. Okay, another day that you're gonna that I do is heavy back and biceps. So biceps. So what does that look like? A deadlift, hee hee hee, is largely a back movement, and so I do deadlifts on heavy back days. Ho ho, hee hee. Um, yeah. So do deadlifts. I'll do like a bent over row right after that. And then I'll do a lat pull down supersetted with bicep curls. And what's a superset? That just means instead of just doing like the one exercise, you're going straight into the next exercise and then taking a rest. So you're pushing additional, pushing additional failure of those specific muscle groups. So lat pull down uh, largely does um, implicate the bicep. So then you'll take it a step further and do a bicep curl of your choice. There's hammer curls, there's easy bar curls, whatever you like, you can do. Um, and that, that's just what I do. And then sometimes if I'm feeling it, I'll pop a little shoulder exercise in there at the end, um, to take further, um, of the upper body day. Then the next day, um, I'll do a leg day. So maybe that's a hack squat. You could do, like I said, a barbell squat. You could do a leg press. And then I'll take it and do a front squat because that, to me, in my mind, I do leg day. Um, one leg day is going to be focused front legs, so um, your quads. And then the second leg day that I'll do is going to be back leg focused. So we're focusing on glutes, focusing on hamstrings, okay? So this first leg day, I do more front focus. So you can do Bulgarian split squat. Um, and then I'll throw some like additional core in there. I will do for some more dynamic functional movements, I will do like a sled push pull with a uh, throwing some core in there to take my core to additional failure. The only core exercise I do are called dead bugs. If you do them right, they'll fuck up your life. Okay. Dead bugs are amazing. They're the only core exercise, specifically core, just core um, exercise that I think are the best um, that actually support the lifts. They, they, um, basically act as the same kind of muscle breathing and pressure that you would use in um, bracing for your other lifts. Okay, then the next day I'll do back and chest. So, you know, start off with like a bench press, um, tricep push down as an accessory, dumbbell bench press, um, 
And then any kind of back exercise that I want to throw in there, um, bent over rows are great. Um, anything that I like, I'll do. And then I have a cardio day. So that's like a run, a long steady state day. And also all these other days I'm walking too as well. Walking is just like part of it. Walking 30 minutes bare minimum. Um, and then a leg day. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wait, this is getting long. <laughs> um, I'll do a leg day. Um, and that, like I said, that leg day will be more back focused. So maybe I do, um, obviously the heavy lift first. So hack squat, same again, or leg press, same again. And then I'll do a good morning as a barbell accessory exercise or Romanian deadlift and RDL, um, something like that, focusing on the glutes, uh, the hamstrings and, um, do that. And then the last day I will do heavy chest and shoulders. So only doing chest and shoulder exercises there. And then again, voodoo scoop, it brings us back to an active rest day. Why do I like to split it up like that? Well, it gives each muscle group a chance to optimally recover. Um, why like, by the time I get back to it. And so in this split, I've hit back twice, I've hit chest twice, and I've hit legs twice. That's all I personally, as a woman, um, with the lifestyle of working full time, that's all I can do. Um, a lot of people want to hit every ex group exercise three times as a totally radical split. I wouldn't recommend that as a person in general. Um, just hitting two ex each muscle group at least two times a week is great uh, for building muscle. You will find a lot, a lot, a lot of success in that. Um, so yeah, I hope that made sense. I hope that clarified some things, answered a lot of questions that I know people were asking me. Um, and now I, I get a ton, a ton, a ton of questions on Instagram. I know, I don't know why people on social media say, oh yeah, I get so many questions. Uh, like I actually get a lot of questions and I don't have time to answer. Um, so I do apologize and hopefully I can answer them here. Um, I picked out the most four most interesting questions that I regularly get all the time. And I'm going to try and answer them rapid fire for some interesting way to end the podcast. Um, what are my thoughts on protein shakes? I fucking hate protein shakes. I think they're gross. I don't like them. They're not satiating and I would rather eat my food than drink it. So I just don't like them. Uh, if you like them, eat them. They're a quick and easy, fantastic way to get in a lot of protein. Um, I just can't tolerate them. I've really tried every single um, one out there. I think the only two that I actually can stomach are uh, BPN, Bear uh, Supplements. He's great. He actually was, Nick Bear was just on, I think, um, the news Fox or something or Good Morning America. Um, he, a company is evaluated at $40 million. Fucking nuts. Good for you, boy. Um, and then the second one that I can tolerate is PE Science. That one's pretty good too. I think that one's better in baking, if I'm being honest. And, and Bear, BPN is, um, much better in just like raw consumption, um, much better ingredients and, and things like that as well. Um, hopefully that answers that. Second question. I get this a lot and it makes me sad trying to lose as much weight as possible in 10 days because I'm trying to fit into my wedding dress. 
don't do that. Enjoy your wedding. Um, you're not going to really make a significant amount of change in your body in 10 days. Um, except for losing maybe some like bloat or water retention. Um, just enjoy your fucking wedding and buy a dress that fits. Uh, if you really, really want to look good on your wedding, you need to do like two years out. Really? That's, that's the truth. That's a hard truth. Enjoy your wedding. Enjoy your life. No one's looking at you thinking, holy fuck, that bride's overweight. No, they're looking at you saying, holy fuck, she's gorgeous. The wedding dress is beautiful. That's what they're thinking. Okay. Just love yourself. You're beautiful. No one gives a shit about how much you weigh. Just, just own it and love your body, love yourself and stop trying to lose as much weight as possible in 10 days before your wedding and just enjoy your day. Eat the fuck out of your cake. Just enjoy your day, please. Just not what you need to be worried about 10 days with 30 days before your wedding. Please, please, please. Um, another question, where do I find all these public domain nutrition articles? Um, uh, PubMed. PubMed is amazing. Um, just read in all day long new articles posted every, every day. Um, PubMed is a great resource. Please still read with critical thinking. Um, some of the studies aren't the best. Make sure there's good control groups and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, PubMed is where I find most of my education, uh, most of the proofs for what I'm talking about. Last question, and then this podcast will be sadly over. Uh, what do I think about fasting? I've talked about fasting before on the podcast. I think it's a really fancy way to restrict yourself from eating food. Uh, that's it. Um, I, it's 10, it's almost 10 30 right now. I've had water, some, a handful of nuts and coffee. So some people be like, Oh, that's not fasting. You broken your fast. Well, I'm not fasting. I just wasn't hungry. I'm hungry right now. Right after this, I'm going to go eat, um, plan your meals, eat when you're hungry. Uh, don't wait to eat until you're starving. That's all I got to say about that. Fasting is just, uh, I don't know. I, I know there's research of some things and whatever. I just think it, especially for people that have struggled with uh, food, eating disorders, things like that, fasting's not it. Um, eating one meal a day is usually not it. Um, it's just a lot of restriction. It's a lot of places to fuck up. I would rather you be just really, really, really prepared about what you're eating, when you're eating, and being in tune with your body than trying to restrict yourself to 1 p.m. to when you can eat. I think that's like an obscure, a kind of weird way to have discipline with yourself. I would much rather you do what I just previously said in discipline. Um, yeah, it's just not for me, not something I recommend to anyone. Now, if you're looking at it for doing personal enrichment, spiritual growth, like that kind of thing, go for it. That's your life. You do you. Um, I've done fasting before for spiritual challenge, like personal mental challenge, discipline and enrichment. My body physically rejects that now. I, if I think about fasting or if I think about restriction in that way, my body literally goes into alarm bells and said, please, please don't do that ever again. Um, so know yourself, know your body and do what's best for you. 
Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode of Super Packed with all, all the things. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic day, um, fantastic rest of your week. Uh, I appreciate every single one of you that listens. Um, you are all fantastic, amazing, and I cannot thank you enough. I'm so appreciative, so thankful um, to even have the opportunity to have this podcast and get to speak. Um, so thank you. And um, have a great life. Enjoy. Bye-bye. <laughs>